thanks for joining me. Welcome to This Week in Carnival, and I'm your host, Buxy. I'm a micro-influencer with six or seven adoring fans and a self-proclaimed Rio de Janeiro carnival analyst. Today, I'm going to give you a little background about me, my love for all things Samba, and how we landed here with me recording a podcast in my closet. But before we start, I want to just do some quick housekeeping. I don't have any expectations for this podcast beyond giving me a space to share my thoughts about this beautiful experience and culture that I love. And I'm doing this to pass some time. Um, So this is really grassroots and homegrown and let's just have some fun again. So let's take the pressure off. Let's sit back and we'll see how this evolves. So first, let's talk about who I am. I am a New York City native, born in Brooklyn, raised in Queens, and now living in Brooklyn again. I love my city. I love my friends. I love myself. Um, But I'm still figuring everything out. And right now, I'm in a very interesting transition period where, honestly, I burnt myself out and I'm just trying to navigate what's next. So I'm leaning into the things I love. I love a lot of stuff, but Samba has really been the pathway to healing and to peace. Um, And that's my particular journey. So I'm excited to share a little bit more about that. So how did we get here? How did this start? Well, in 2015, um, well, let me back up. I should let you all know that I love a good personality quiz, uh, a workshop, a seminar, if there's any way that I can get more insight into who I am, sign me up. I'm down for it. I can tell you my astrology natal chart, my human design chart, my Enneagram, my Myers-Briggs, you you name it, and I likely know it. So (laughs) with that being said, In 2015, I was just finishing up a really cool workshop and I was so encouraged to to be more of a risk taker, which is something that I've always wanted to do and had so much fear and just trauma around that. Um, And after the workshop, I booked my first solo trip and I just felt in my spirit I wanted to go to Brazil. I found a cheap ticket and I booked it. Um, everyone told me I was crazy. Everyone was panicking. Uh, I had mainly two close people to me that just was like, no, this is, this is the solid move. And that's my cousin who I model a lot of stuff after she was, her first solo trip was to Brazil. My first solo trip was to Brazil and she's been traveling around the world by herself for years before I even started. So I knew if she could do it. I could do it too. And then the other one is a good friend of mine who has just been a world traveler since I've known her, um, a military vet and just an all around amazing black woman. So the moment I told her, she was like, you're going to be fine. This is great. Let's do this. And that trip really changed my life. It was about a week, but I spent time in a hostel in Rio in Copacabana And I met some really cool people. And that experience just showed me that I can trust myself. 
I like being around myself and no matter the situation, I'm going to be able to make a friend or an acquaintance so I don't feel alone. I also learned that trip that Brazil is not a country that cares about your English. (laughs) I learned very quickly that to have a certain type of experience, I would need to learn the language, which is Portuguese, and learn very quickly that Portuguese is hard. But I was intrigued, and I came home just renewed. Like, something broke in me, and something shifted like broke in a good way and I came home just ready to do something different so when I came home I found a Portuguese teacher and very quickly started digging into that it was a a form of mental mental health care I guess Uh, just having a an escape and an activity to learn something new and really dug into it Um, and did that for a little while and things slowed down for a bit Uh, my teacher left and went back to Brazil but we remain in touch and um, I really appreciate that she is a huge part of this trajectory and I will come back to that in a second (laughs) Um, while that was happening my stepfather Um, he became terminally ill and he was battling cancer and it continued to grow and spread. And we all know how that goes. Um, and I am a very, uh, caring person, a sensitive person. And although, you know, things are never perfect, I, anyone who knows me knows how much I ride for my family and am there to support them. So, I was taking on not only the emotional toll of having a sick parent, but also just feeling like I needed to be everything, whether it was having the perfect job or having a good job that will allow me the financial stability to support my parents, um, thinking about just how to make sure care is being provided it's it's safe to say I started losing myself in that experience. Um, any, anyone who's been a caretaker, I'm sure you know what I mean. And so I made a commitment to myself to just do an activity that would get me out of the house and um, just make me feel good. So I found a dance school in the city. They had an amazing Groupon deal because another thing about me is I love a deal and I love free. And it was like unlimited dance classes and they offered so many different styles. So I started going like two or three times a week and trying out different dance styles just to see what, if anything would click. And it was really cool because again, back to my cousin, she is a great salsa dancer and it's just a we ha- it's just a reality we had a lot of discussions that dance is also a great social skill that you can use when you're traveling abroad so you may not know the language of where you are but salsa is universal and that always made sense to me so i started getting better at salsa and merengue and I tried all different styles and there was a Brazilian samba class and I was like let's do it if you've been following me on Instagram for a long time 
you remember these stories because that first class was wild. I felt like a deer on ice, a baby deer on ice, a newborn deer on ice. Like it was ridiculous. I could not get my feet to match the logic in my brain. And that poor teacher, I know he was sick of us, but I went home like, this is it. This is the one. This is the one I'm going to keep trying. And I stayed there for about three or four months just trying to like get the basics. And then I started looking for someone to really um, hone in. Like I, I knew I just wanted to take Samba classes and just really stick to that. And I found a lovely, lovely teacher in Brooklyn by the name of Danielle Lima. And I think the New York Samba community owes a lot to her. And she is someone that we honor and respect. She's one of uh, the few, there are others, but she's one of the few Samba teachers that is true to the culture. Um, She's so sharing of her culture. She is Brazilian. And she, her classes were just a breath of fresh air because I never felt incompetent. I never felt like I couldn't figure it out. And even when I was screwing up a move every week, I never felt like she was disappointed. And when you are going through so much personally, like when you are struggling to sleep, struggling to eat or eating too much or just stress beyond measure like you just don't have any will to go having a soft place to land is truly a lifeline um and so of course Danielle and all the other people in the class didn't know that I was like on the edge of a cliff every time but that class like it really saved me um it was such a great place and I also remember Wow, you guys are getting a lot out of me. (laughs) I also remember during this time, uh, it was also rough for me because not only was my stepfather sick, but a lot of my really close friends who were living in New York left and they moved because that's what life is about. You have to do what's best for you. So I felt very alone and and felt the need to reestablish a community. And I also remembered like deeply praying to God and every ancestor I have like to just help me find a community that that aligned to my interests. And I'm happy to say that like just by consistently going to Danielle's class, I met some really cool people, some of which who've become some of my best friends. Um, so I I owe Danielle a lot. <laughs> In addition to that, um, another thing we should know about me is that I, I, I don't do well in the middle. I have two extremes. The world is ending or everything is beautiful or like, mm, this is risky or screw it. Let's do, let's, let's jump off this bridge. And so during this time period, especially with, um, knowing that my stepfather, you know, was going to reach the end eventually, I needed to do something for me. And I saw that there was a opportunity to travel to Brazil and participate in Carnival. And I jumped at it and I booked it. And, and I also knew that I 
was not about to go to Rio with some terrible samba. So I dug my heels in deeper in Danielle's classes. And that was very, very helpful. I think it's also important for me to, to, to share that for some reason I connected with samba. Well, not for some reason. It's important for me to share that I connected with samba for multiple reasons. One, it's very individual. Yes, it's about the collective, but it's also very individual. It's how you move to the music. It's how it moves through your body. It's how it moves through your feet. If you play an instrument, it's how you play the instrument. And so it's all of these individual pieces that become part of the larger collective. And that aligns to just who I am as a person. I've always been someone that marches to the beat of my own drum, but I thrive in community. Um, It's also deeply, deeply black. (laughs) I am very pro-black. I love my heritage. I love being a black woman with roots all over. um, And I always honor that. And so for me, it felt like a way of connecting that is deeply rooted in my ancestry, different and apart from other things. So when I look at a samba dancer, when I look at samba culture, like I see my history and it doesn't matter that I'm not Brazilian, but it does matter that Afro-Brazilians, Afro-Latinas, Latinos, all of us have one thing in common. We are descendants of Africans, be it slaves or, or travelers of the time, but we have that in common and it really brings us together whether we acknowledge it or not. So I felt very at home in, in Samba. And also just one of the other things that I really was struggling with at the time was confidence. And for anyone who has danced Samba, Samba Nope, sorry, that's Samba Nefit. For anyone who has danced Samba Nope, you know that it is not a, it's not a style that you can go into without confidence. I mean, you can, but it's not going to look good. It's not going to feel good. It, it is about being empowered and it's not sexual. It's not, it's not a fetish. It shouldn't be. But it's so empowering in owning your body and how it moves and how you find your own samba. I'm never going to look like Daniele. I'm never going to look like my friends when we dance. And they're never going to look like me. And so it's about your own unique samba. And all of those things were continue to work you know, behind the scenes as to why I love this art form and why I connected to it so much. So that's the long, short, medium. That's the medium version of my background and how I came into Samba. But when I went back to Rio for Carnival in 2020, um, I had just come off of a whirlwind past three years. My stepfather transitioned. Um, I was miserable at my job. I was at the, the highest weight I've ever been in my life. I was depressed. I was burnt out. I was mourning. Um, it was just a lot going on. So 
leaving to go to Rio really, um, it gave me the break and release that I needed. And I had a fantastic time. And it was really my entryway into learning more about carnival specifically. And I got to say, when I lean into something, I lean in. And so I, I was very appreciative of that experience because I learned things that I did not expect. Started to learn more about what is a Samba school? What is it? What does it consist of? How is it built? Who goes there? What are the politics behind it? What does the flag mean? Why are they doing these rituals? Are they a ritual? Like I was digging into it, but I also was having the time of my life with this experience and meeting new people. And I signed up to be on a float. And that—that that is an experience that I will save for another episode maybe but let's just say that that float experience was one for the books and (laughs) I just we'll come back to that but um even though I was on the float I was taking workshops uh, with all these other amazing dancers and I was so grateful because although I wasn't the best like Again, Danielle gave a strong base and I felt like I could keep up. Um, And I left that trip so inspired to dance more, but to also learn more about Carnival. So let's talk about the pandemic. I flew home from Rio the end of February or early March in 2020 and the world shut down a couple of weeks later and the pandemic was hard for everyone and it was extremely hard for me too it's when I learned that I had severe anxiety um and so the isolation, while it was helpful because it's what my body needed, I needed to, to come down off of the stress from the past couple of years. I was also panicking every single night about catching COVID, right? Like those early days were terrible, but we don't need to revisit that. Um, but there did, it, there did become a point during quarantine when the world was closed where I was like, huh, I have a lot of time in the world. And I reached out to my Portuguese teacher um, and was like, hey, would you be interested in picking up our lessons again? And she graciously said yes. Um, And I do think that this was a turning point in my language understanding and, and also being more helpful in where I am today. So my teacher, Taisa, is phenomenal. Like, I have to use this opportunity to give her her roses. Like, she is one of the most intelligent women I've ever met, culturally aware, um, just navigates different settings, I think, wonderfully, um, and just an amazing educator as well. I think it's... I imagine it's really hard to teach adults another language, but I learned so much from her and she always made it fun. She always adjusted 
to the pacing that I was on and also understood that I might have a ridiculous work schedule and so I may have not gotten a chance to get around but she stuck with me and I stuck with her and while I'm not fluent I am very grateful to her and so if you are listening just know that you are one of the main characters in my carnival arc (laughs) um and so part of the strategy that she implemented was like bringing real life things into our classes so reading articles and and things like that and so that helped me find other resources to find more information about samba what was also interesting is that she although she's carioca which is someone who is from rio although she is carioca she did not grow up in the carnival scene and that also encouraged me to look into and realize that samba is brazil is known for samba but the reality is that carnival is a small segment of the population it's beloved but the people who really are working in it every day who love it who die by it you know live and breathe by it that is a a smaller segment than we might realize but for those of us who love it it's it's our world um so so yeah so we started our classes back up and at the same time during the pandemic one of my samba inspirations that i've stalked on instagram for a long time for years open online classes and his name is alex cuccino and he is one of the most amazing like truly amazing samba dancers i've ever seen in my life and when i finally got an opportunity to join his online class i didn't stop for at least like a year or two um i've learned so much i've grown so much and he's also another main character in this journey like i i would not be where i am now if it weren't for him and a lot of the opportunities that he provided and that's true of alex that's true of tyson that's true of danielle um so they are my samba trifecta so alex would have online classes four hours a day like four different time slots for five days a week and he did this every week for over two years and it was the best release for me i was staying active i was learning a skill i was seeing a bunch of faces from women online i was in these group chats with all these different women from all over the world it was really really an amazing experience and i loved it and you know i was I would get stressed out some days because if you ever dance with Alex, you know, like he is going to push you to the point where you think you're going to break and then he's going to push you more. Um, And similar to Daniele, I never felt discouraged in his classes. I always felt like he was just very helpful, 
both him and and Allie Jansen, they are a phenomenal team and they really just encouraged all of us and reminded us that like Samba is about your individual growth and you have to push yourself and and again it was one of those those safe spaces for me because I couldn't go to classes with Daniele anymore in person but I knew every day at 11 o'clock or at four o'clock whatever the case may be I was gonna be dancing for an hour and I could forget all my thoughts and through that opportunity he opened up and and uh, a group to go to carnival for 2022 to dance with a samba school and of course I jumped at that opportunity because this is at this point this is what I've been dreaming of like if you never heard me say it hear me say it now my dream was to be a pasista and I'll do a whole episode on that too <laughs> um and so this was as close as I could get to that. And I had fun being on a float, but being on the actual ground felt important to me. And being able to actually dance felt important to me. So I looked forward to that and continued the training and made it to Rio. Um, but this is not about that experience in 2022, this recent year. Um, we can talk about that another time. But just know it's great. If you were following me on Instagram, you got all the stories. <laughs> you got all of the chaos that is Rio. Um, and that's kind of, that's definitely how we landed here specifically. I I had such a blast just sharing and try to understand like this is this is not what especially New Yorkers this is not what we think of when we think of carnival like this is not the Labor Day parade this is not playing mass with someone you know this Brazilian carnival is not Caribbean carnival at all and I love both I have yet to go to Trinidad or any other place but it is very, very, very different. And it took me a long time to understand it so that I could explain it. And that's how we landed here, honestly, with the podcast. Like I I shared my entire experience in Rio. I went there for three months, but as we all know, Carnival was delayed. So I ended up being there for four months. And I documented that experience very casually on Instagram just the reality is everything I post on Instagram I'm really just posting to make myself laugh um and I made so many friends enjoying that experience and so many people told me like you should consider sharing more or the information you explain stuff really well and so I I am taking I'm taking that feedback and I'm testing it out I I left my job halfway through my trip and I came home and I again am really in this this transitional space of figuring out what's next and and resting and recovering and and finding ways to pour into myself again. And so talking into a microphone seems to be it right now. Um I have so many thoughts, so many things to share about Carnival, about Brazil, about my experience. 
and just putting it out there to see if someone else can benefit from it. All right, so that was a lot of background information and hopefully I edited it well. This was the first go, like I said, I'm in my closet. I am the talent, the producer, the editor. If anybody wants to help me, let me know, hit me up. Um, but anyway, this podcast is a, a safe space for people who are unfamiliar with carnival, especially non-Brazilians, to learn a little bit and to just hear about experiences, primarily mine, but I don't know, maybe there'll be some some guests someday. Um, and hopefully we just have a casual, fun way. No pressure. What this podcast is not is a couple things. First, as a reminder, I am not Brazilian. I did not grow up in the Samba schools, but I do have a deep respect for it, especially as a black woman. So when I talk, this will always be from my experience and my experience alone and my opinion as a gringa um, with full respect. So think of this as me trying to explain things to other non-Brazilians in basic terms and if there are Brazilians who didn't grow up in carnival you are welcome here too like let's figure this out together because honestly it's really cool also this is not about gossip I of course I want to share like breaking news this person left this school or this person has joined this school because the carnival is an entire production and similar to like the NFL trades or NBA drafts, whatever, your key players really impact the performance that you're going to give on the Avenida. And so that's interesting to me. But as far as like the gossip that I definitely start to notice or I can read about, I'm not really interested in sharing that. Like, let's uplift this community no community is perfect there's always going to be stuff and and drama but that's not what we're here for I want us to engage in this culture with the utmost respect and humility because it's not ours and they are always so welcoming and letting us in um, so I rather we focus on being informed instead of just focusing on the gossip oh now don't get me wrong I love gossip. We all love gossip. But I don't feel good highlighting the negative or the unfortunate parts of a culture when there's so much beauty to share. Now, you know, if you got a hot take, feel free to let me know and we could talk about it one on one. Okay, so that's the basics of who I am, how we got here, why this is important, what this is, what this is not, and now we can dig into some some other stuff in future episodes, but, you know, give me some grace as I figure this out. Um, Again, if there's anyone that wants to to help or give me some feedback, um, remember, I am an artist and I'm sensitive about my stuff, so prepare your feedback accordingly thanks so much and um just thanks for listening look forward to the next one let's continue to have fun and let's learn together 
if you want to hit me up, you can find me on Instagram. That's where the rest of my seven fans are. And let's connect. So again, let's chat more on Instagram at Buxy, B-U-X-X-Y. And there you can correct my Portuguese so I can get better. Give me your thoughts. Send me some memes. Um, and slide in my DMs with questions or topic suggestions. I already have a long list, but I would like to know what my seven fans are looking forward to hearing about. So, thanks again for listening to This Week in Carnival. And never miss an episode by subscribing to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Alright, ciao, beijos, mwah!